2: Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. Kim Bo and the Roach with you for the next two hours, live from Studio Lumo SA. All thanks to the wonderful crew at Hyundai and Balfour's. We've got quite a busy show coming up for you, so we'll jump into it. Here's the Roach.
1: Morning, people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey, Roach.
2: Hello, Michelangelo.
3: Shaka-laka, Michelangelo. Shaka-laka. Hello, Tim. I'm refreshed from our long weekend. How, How are you, Luke? Um, uh, no, I'm uh, not yes. bad. I'm not, not bad. bad.
2: I'm not bad. I did uh misbehave. I had my nephew's buck show, Ooh. so they, we needed some responsible people there.
3: And you you sought to be responsible? Well, I think I did a
2: reasonable job. A reasonable, job? Uh, yeah. Reasonable.
3: All right, well, shared... this will be on the six o'clock news tonight. Uh, no, roots, no, <laughs> you idiot. Uh,
2: shared responsibilities, of course. My nephew is Chris Dietmar's son, so Chris was there, and his stepfather, the rat. It was there so we we talked turns I think right. they targeted these young blokes. They tried to target us a little bit. All these silly games that they play at these Very events,
3: Rooch. An example?
2: Long time. Oh no, just you know, getting caught with a peg on your shirt or your oh. any bit of clothing.
3: Oh, just a bit of fun. Yeah, a little bit of fun, Roach.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's good. I'm up and about, Don't worry yeah. about that. I'm so,
3: which uh, which publicans now going on a worldwide trip funded by you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a few. We few. Uh, we uh, no, we did a little stroll through the streets of North Adelaide. So, oh, they, right. They, they all got a fair go, whether they okay. liked it or not. Or not. Hey, good show coming up. Uh, I mentioned it's going to be busy, Roach. Last Friday, I really was looking forward to the Crows. I thought, was hoping maybe they could perform an upset. But we know, Brisbane,
3: we've said it all year. The script played out as it should have. They have been the best side all year, the Lions. So they now host the AFLW Grand Final against Melbourne. And after all the doubt about where this game would be played and whether they're... Their new home at Springfield in Brisbane would Mm. be in any way ready and capable of meeting all the AFL's requirements for an A4W grand final. It's been ticked off. So that's it. They're going to have a home grand final. Finally, Brisbane.
2: Received the tick of approval. They're a very good side. They have height. They have leg speed. They have a great game plan. Adelaide were really brave and they had a lot to deal with last week, as we all know. They've
3: taken the game to another level now, Brisbane. We know where Adelaide set the benchmark. From the very beginning. That was it. If you wanted to be the AFL champs, you had to deal with Adelaide. Where's Brisbane taking it? No,
2: a lot higher. Mm. The skill set's just growing enormously yep. year to year. Uh, they've got players that can really run and use the ball, and they've got a height up in their forward line. They stuck their tackles. Uh, the discrepancy oh, no, in hang 50.
3: on. stuck their tackles. What's the point of sticking tackles if the umpires aren't going to use their whistles? Is they f- haven't used them all year, Kim, in the AFLW. Oh,
2: tell you what, Roach, yeah, well, I, I haven't necessarily agreed with that, but. No, um, oh, it's
3: been the. Brisbane were the best side. Mm-hmm. We're not debating that. They were, were the best side. The they would
2: OFLW have won umpires. either way. But I tell you what, that umpiring was on the nose. 18 free kicks to nine, and the old story, Roach, where they're paid as well. But-
3: I bumped into a good friend on Saturday who said it to me again. Why is holding the ball different in AFLW than it is in AFL and different in in the Sanford? If it's holding the ball, it's holding the ball. I I agree. agree. Keep it
2: simple. Anyway, Mariana Ratchits will join us. That's at uh, 3.30 at 4.00. What are you hearing
3: there? Goes on next year or not?
2: We will ask her.
3: She's in the twilight of
2: her career, Mm. Mariana, and uh, the game's getting quicker. So we'll politely ask. Oh, we should I I, I think she still offers a lot. Yep. Um, So I would imagine that she would be there, Mm Roach. Um, found it tough in defence, though, like most of the defenders because of the way the ball came in. 4pm, uh, looking forward to this chat. Uh, new West Adelaide Footy Club senior coach, Adam Hartlett. been over at Westies. Yeah, I haven't had a lot to do with uh, Adam. Obviously, we know Hammer.
3: He's got a good right sense of humour. Yeah, Good. He might need it. They've lost 14 players. That might be di- by design. But that seems to be Wesley's story all the time. And we're not just talking about post-AFL era. We're talking about all through our lifetime. West Adelaide does move a lot of players through its list, whether it be... AFL draftees move on or just one revolt after another at Westies. They've had them since World War I, those sort of things. That's Westies. That's I, their I,
2: story. I do not have the stats on that, but it's not something that you can sustain. And that might be part of the reason, Rich, hey, if that's factual, why they've been yeah, so poor.
3: The other bit is Adam gets to pick his squad start fresh. That's the other thing.
2: Well, I wasn't great at math, but if 14 players are I left and you've only I got know. four coming in, they, they, they need
3: to do a bit more work there. Well, polish your boots. Get the white stripes back on them.
2: Hey, the uh, World Cup got underway last night, Roach, and you know these words better than anyone. There was history in the making.
3: Oh, well, it was always going to be difficult for Qatar, who have made for the World Cup before. You get to host it and you play against a great... South American side.
2: Ecuador is not a great side, is yeah, it? Yeah,
3: they've got a great history in the game compared to Qatar.
2: We're ranked about forty in the world.
3: <laughs> I'd take forty in the world.
2: What Were well, you representing Italy or Australia at the moment?
3: No, I'm saying you're in the top forty. That's a pretty good combination of football clubs and teams. Australia's Sorry, Australian national team. Yeah, when well, we've worked hard to get to mm. thirty-five. So that's a big game, the World Game. Well, Four. they were
2: the first host uh, nation to ever lose the opening game in 94 years. Yep.
3: Well, not surprised, but to lose it two Zip, probably not as bad as what probably it should have been, considering how bad they were.
2: SEN World Cup commentator Jordan Canellis uh, is going to join us to have a look at uh, Dry
3: Stadium, too, Kim.
2: At the other games. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Dry Stadium. I well, reading a story. One bloke walked 7K to get, <laughs> get a sherbet. <laughs> He, he was keen.
3: Oh, the more you think about how this World Cup came to be and all the issues that surround it, how well, did they... Oh, well, look, I, no, I'm asking a dumb question because I already know the answer, but how that vote ever got to this point.
2: Money, money, money. Oh.
3: Hey, I heard the FIFA president. Infantino? Didn't he try to go off on the... I'd love to know who advised well, he him went to go on, on that. He went on for 3,000 years of shame in Europe that we have to apologise for. I reckon for. he was on the sherbets. Seriously? Well, he had to look after his mates, didn't he? Well,
2: he, he did that. Went on the front foot, route, uh, So we'll have a chat about that. And at uh, 4.50,
3: Natty Hurst, the Adelaide Lightning. Yes! Yay.
2: first Finally. Home game. First home game and a 20-point mm. victory against the Flames.
3: Um, they're on their way. But they've got to wait a long time for their second game, Kim. Sorry, their next game at home. Yeah, 30th. Um... About nine day break. Isn't yeah, that?
2: they might need the break. Hey, yep. uh, Roach, people can get involved. You can send us a text on zero four two seven one five four one double six, or you can have a little chin wag with us thanks to the Lawn Hub Talkback line. That is 1300 736 Welcome on board, Lawn we can't, Hub.
3: Now, we can't be hypocrites because we have been banging on about the Redbacks forever, so we're going to give you the score at Adelaide Oval.
2: I was going to the get to backs, with Around the Grounds, Oh, no, I've right, got to it, get
3: off the bat because we've got to call, talk about this one. They were, yesterday, five down for 25. I felt worse when five I Five for that. 25. And you could have imagined the outrage that you and I would have had with that thought. They've made it to 240, all thanks to Harry Nilsson's 90. Queensland are about to take the field now to bat after they've sent South Australia in. Do we accept 240? Do we say, oh, well, Harry saved them, but 240 at home?
2: Hey, when you're five for 25, uh, well done, young Harry, too. Well, he yeah, he's So the top now. order
3: did the following. I'll just read without the names. Well, I can, not actually. Carter, four. Weatherall 12. Drew, duck. McSweeney, duck. Lehman, four. To get to 5 to 25.
2: Hmm. No, you'd take that from where you are. Mm. We'll just see how they bowl now. We'll keep you across that. Um, All right, we need to go to a break, Roach. The One Day internationals on tomorrow at the MCG. Is
3: anyone caring?
2: It's a dead rubber. You can have your say if you care or not. 0427 154 166. Good thing
3: they didn't get a crowd at Sydney because I was fearing the New South Wales Premier was going to have a dig back at us. No one's going to these one-day internationals, well, kid.
2: Ruch, ever since it was taken off free to wear, people have lost interest in one-day internationals.
3: Is it just that? I think
2: it's part of it. I think it's oh, a yeah, big you're right, part, part, part
3: of it. it. Yeah, but there's a few other issues around with Australian mm. cricket, aren't there?
2: All right. Well, if people want to tell us what their mm. issues, why they're not interested anymore, let us know. Last week, people were complaining that 2020 was Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I love one-day internationals. It? It's part of our culture, route, especially when you're on holidays. You just got it on in the background. Okay, uh,
3: is November too soon then? There's a theory going around that November's too soon, that we don't really get into our cricket till December.
2: I think it's got more to do with the weather, maybe, oh, or about than the, the time of the year. We need to go to a break, Roach. It's uh, 11 minutes past three. We're live and interactive. Get the text coming through, 0427 154 Looking forward to our guests, Mariana Ratchic, Adam Hartlett, Jordan
1: Canellis, and Nat Hurst. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive.
0: You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo
2: and the Roots.
1: 3.17
2: on a Monday afternoon, The Run Home. Thanks to Balfers. The Balfers in one hand, your team's colours in the others. Balfers are for the game. We love their support. We're live and interactive. If you want to have a chat, jump onto the dog and bone. It's one 736 736 And that is thanks to Lawn Hub, the Lawn Hub talk. Back line. Hmm. Uh, real lawn fanatics use lawn hub fertiliser. That's what I need over the Shackle I think, Roach.
0: A little no, bit of fertiliser. didn't do
2: it. No, old Brody Mumford. I shouldn't say old, but he's getting up there. He's a good man. He gets rid of the weeds for me. Well done. Uh, Roach, uh, big day today for the AFL. The pre-season started. First and fourth year players. Uh, good to see a few out there that didn't need to be there. And Rory there's A Sloan, f- few missing. Yeah. Yes.
3: Now, the fisher Macasey absence for personal reasons, brings up this question for you and I. How far do we pry into this when clubs say personal reasons and wish the privacy to be respected, but we then have an army of fans who feel, I need to know, Where where's the line here?
2: Um that's your concern as a journalist. Well, you're here as well. I'm People not a you,
3: journalist. But you're a media commentator. I was going
2: to read the ring the club today. Uh, I'm just reading between the lines. So we hope everything's uh, well with his family back yep. in Victoria. Yep. And uh, I am more than happy to respect the request for privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if that's the difference between us being a successful show or not... And I think Crow supporters would feel the same way as well. But they're asking, And I'm sure that club will release information hmm. when there's a need or it's comfortable yep. for all parties. But I think you respect
3: that, Roach. Yep, understand that. But there's a heap of curiosity. While people say respect privacy, they also have this enormous curiosity on this insatiable AFL landscape that we have.
2: I wouldn't think it would be enormous in regards to fisher Macasey. Hmm.
3: Needed to start well, though, didn't he, this year?
2: Well, and still can. So whatever happening is happening, we wish him uh, all the very best. I looked at some footage of Isaac Rankin, who was out there training. He was moving very well. And you mentioned Rory Sloan. He he has beefed up a little bit in the arms. Well. (laughs)
3: That was one part of his body he could work on, wouldn't he, once he was (laughs) recuperating from a knee injury?
2: He's been doing a lot of uh, weight training. And Port
3: Adelaide's announced that, yes, the number nine Guernsey worn so well by Robbie Gray and that has a rich history in Port Adelaide's Mm -hmm. AFL story because of the importance Mark Williams put into it, will be handed to a player, but not declaring which player will wear it. So... Who is going to get the number nine from Robbie Gray? Who is that being.
2: A, it? Maybe that'll be announced at the BNF that no one can go to, root
3: Yeah, they've got the BNF on Monday, December 2. Now they've got three teams in this best and fairest, and they did explain, yes, they did hold off until the women's season ended so they could do all three in one year at the Adelaide Convention Centre. That limited capacity means they will not be selling tickets to members, but they will have a parallel event going with it at the precinct at their social base at Alberton.
2: Is that. Yeah, more to will, do with mm. the
3: new wave of COVID? Oh, I didn't ask on that front about what well, COVID's seems done seems strange. Capacity. There's
2: capacity there in terms of the entertainment centre. Unless there's
3: something else on and they're in a smaller room. I'm not mm. sure on that front. Because you would think you'd want to get as many people as you could in there, yeah, wouldn't you? You'd sell as exactly. many tickets as you can. And so. they're very
2: inclusive clubs. So yeah. oh, We'll find out. We'll get someone Maybe on. Maybe this
3: time of the year there's more on there than we know.
2: Daniel Norton, give us a ring or we'll ring you. Hey, here's a text, route. You are talking about why no one's going to the one-day yep. games. This is from Phil. He says, "Hey boys, I took my kid to a double header at the World T20. It cost $45 for the pair of us to go." Yeah. We had good seats in the western stand at Adelaide Oval. The whole day cost about $100. I
3: understand this.
2: To go to the one-day international at Adelaide Oval was $100 just for a ticket for me.
3: Yeah.
2: We're locked out of the western stand, so SACA members cannot turn up. Um, why would we bother? Mm. It's pure greed from Cricket Australia keeping people away.
3: Well, on the socials, when you go looking through social media, one of the big issues that fans keep pointing out is that the ticket prices are outrageous. So someone's got to look at the empty seats at Adelaide Oval and the SCG and say the fans are sending a message. And that other point about how it costs so much on the whole day, I had a chat with a former... AFL club president who told me the last time he was at Adelaide Oval for an AFL game, went in the lineup to get food and drink. Mum had to say to the two kids, Well, I know you want that, but you can only have one. You know, people are tight with their wallets at the moment because of the uncertainty with interest rates, petrol prices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So someone's got to wake up to it.
2: All right, a few texts coming through. This is harsh against better judgment. I'll read it. Uh, the only curiosity Crows fans have regarding the fish, that's Fisher Macasey, is why we picked him up in the first yeah, place. A coming. little harsh. That you don't know coming. what he's going through. But yeah. uh, we understand there hasn't been a reward for investment at this stage. Mm. Hey, good and bad news
1: for the Socceroos coming up
2: in preparation for their first game against France. We'll tell you about that next.
1: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive.
0: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
1: 3:27
2: on a Monday afternoon. It's spring. You wouldn't know it. The weirdest spring ever on record, I think, Roots, that I can remember.
3: I agree with you. Yeah. I feel our whole climate has indeed changed. Controversial think, as that may be. I don't think to we'll say. get
2: yeah, summer until March or May. But I may be wrong because I'm not uh,
3: qualified there, Rouge. I'll check I, on the sundial.
2: I'm qualified to tell you that at around three fifty we'll be doing Beat the Boys. Okay, in about twenty minutes time if you want to win a thousand dollars worth of free fuel. All you got to do is give us a call on 1300 736 736. Do that at 350,
3: though, or about 345. Are you
2: okay for it? Me? Yes. Yes. I'm as um, sharper. the last time. <laughs> All right. Don't live in the past, Roach. Uh, what do I want to do? You've confused me. World well, Cup. Uh, Roach, now, here we go. I've spent how much of the paper nowadays? 250. I'd already found out about this online and on TV reports anyway, but I read the back page of the paper Crushing blow for the Socceroos. And I thought, hello, there's been a major problem. And then I hear that Martin Boyle's not going to be playing. Or well, is that a crushing blow? He was only a 20% chance of playing anyway. Yeah, well, He wasn't expected to play. Well, it's
3: the best news angle for the day.
2: That's how it works. But there is good news in, uh, for us in regarding the French team. Because the
3: French will not have the world's best player, Karim Benzema. He is missing from a left thigh injury. So the French striker misses a World Cup for injury rather than controversial reasons like he did 2010. Do you remember that one, Kim? Was that some scandal? He was found guilty by a court in France for attempting to blackmail one of his teammates with a sex tape.
2: Well, yes, I know why, you look at me like that. Why did he? He wouldn't have done it for money.
3: No, I'm not sure what his purpose no, was.
2: It was, uh, in spite, was it?
3: So he misses the World Cup, the Real Madrid striker. Well, he so. misses one game
2: against Australia, and they are probably wrestling him. Let's hear from Graham Arnold, the coach, in regards to Martin Boyle.
4: Yeah, look, it's uh, hugely devastating for for Martin and uh, for. Even the boys because Boyle is such an energetic guy and you know, he's always great to have around the now dressing room but also quick... uh, what he's done through this journey with us. you know He's been uh, probably one of our best players right through the whole journey but at the end of the day, it's, uh, it is what it is. He's accepted it and the medical staff has done everything possible to, to get him fit but it hasn't worked out and it gives someone else an opportunity like Marco Tillio who I had at the Olympics. So, funnily, funnily enough, it's sort of the same way he was on standby at the olympics he came in and then uh went in the first game and scored against argentina so uh, you know he's got the same thing again this time
2: yep they were expecting it and marco's been there right throughout the training camp hey roach the afl draft is coming up it's not far away at all no. it's very excited thanks to it. tire power draft 3 tires get your fourth tire free on falcon 4 wheel drive Wild peak tyres. I always say four tyres are better than
3: three. So we're back to the draft being split. First round will be on Monday, November 28, a week away. Six o'clock start Adelaide time. Then they return the day after for the rest of the draft. And then on the Wednesday, November 30, they finish with the rookie draft. Oh, beautiful! A silly rookie list that shouldn't exist. It should oh. just be a supplementary list or give them extra numbers. You yeah. can't have rookies who have been playing for 15 years. They're
2: not when Eddie Betts was a rookie. Oh, seriously. Uh, AFL Draft updates, all thanks to our good friends at Tide Power. Mariana Ratchich coming up next. Just after 3.30, Kimbo on the Roach with you. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. All thanks to our great friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can call us on the Lawn Hub Talkback line, the number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Well, last Friday, Rooch, it was not to be. We knew Brisbane would be a formidable opponent they seem too fast, too strong, and too tall. Was that the case? They won by 23 points. Let's go to their classy defender, Mariana Ratchet, who joins us now. Mariana, thank you for your time.
5: Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Is that too simple? Too fast, too strong, too tall?
5: Nah. <laughs> Look, nah, uh, mate, We, I think we just didn't play Crows footy for four quarters, and I think that was kind of uh, sums up our season. We couldn't, um, mm. especially this season, I think – we just couldn't get that consistency um throughout the whole game. There was glimpses of, of our footy, um and I think on, on Friday we needed four quarters of it and you could see in that second quarter, um, you know, Brisbane got a few goals and, and and that was it really.
2: They got four. It's turned into a bit of a bogey quarter for you this year. It's not the first time it's happened.
5: No, yeah. So, um, like I said, it's yeah. Uh not not great and I and I wish we could have um, you know, played four quarters consistently and I don't know is it something that we got to look into next season. We have got plenty of time now to work on it. So um yeah, it's time to get back to work, huh?
3: Mariana, an emotional week an emotional start to the game, emotional thoughts on several of your players. Can you tell us just what, what it was like for the playing group considering the week you had been through?
5: Um it was yeah, it was it was a it was a tough week. Um of course um you know Any time you lose someone close to you and, and a and a and an old teammate and you know i always say it but once a crow always a crow like for our club it was a, it was a hard week um but again um the beauty of it is that you know footy actually brings us joy brings us together and and we are a family and so so we look after one another and i think um you know heads was looking down on us and would have would have wanted us to to play play our hearts out which i think we did we we tried our best um and and again it's it's the simple joys in life of bringing one another together and and being around your mates and and playing footy and and that's what we did
2: yeah, it was very emotional, and and the side was very brave. That's not being patronising. Uh, the way you went about it as well, not just dealing with that. But uh, gee, they're a mighty side, Brisbane. And you look at the KPIs and uh, the marks inside fifty was telling thirteen to three.
5: Mm, yeah, we. Um, I, I remember me and uh, Chelsea had a had a chat about that, and yeah, like we looked at that stat as well. And as a defensive unit, you know, we we don't want to give them any marks inside fifty, and. The, and the fact is that, you know, going into our inside 50, we probably didn't didn't help our forwards. Um, we didn't give them the advantage kick. We didn't give them that chance to actually um, take that footy. And, and to Brisbane's credit, you know, they defended really well yeah. and, and, and and made those spoils, whereas on, on our end, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get the job done.
2: Oh, I think they stuck their tackles too. They were plus 19 there. This may be awkward for you, but um, I firmly believe Brisbane... Have been the best side this year, but I don't think the free kick count did you any favours, especially in that first half.
5: <laughs> no, I uh, I couldn't agree more with mm. you. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was frustrated at times, and again, it's it's one of those things that it, it's part of foot, footy and it happens, and you've got no control over. And and I think the unfortunate part of that is sometimes you've got the momentum and and a call happens mm. and then it goes against you and then it just breaks breaks that whole shift. So Uh um, I don't think that helped us either. But like you said, I agree. I think Brisbane have been, um, you know, the best side all season and and they deserve to be there.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. And Roots, just for the record, it was 18 free kicks to nine. Brisbane had double, but there were some crucial ones, some absolute Barry Crockers. (laughs) Mariana.
3: (laughs) Adelaide, and you were there to see it all unfold from the beginning of how they set the agenda, set the pace of what AFLW would be all about. It seems Brisbane and Melbourne have taken it somewhere else. What is it about Brisbane and Melbourne, the two grand finalists, that has changed the AFLW this year?
5: I think, um, I guess, like you're saying, when you're looking at Brisbane and, and Melbourne, Melbourne, probably uh, similar to us in terms of the turnover and the squad changes, mm. um, they've, they've, they've kept their squads... Um, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty similar to what it has been the last few years. So that also that helps build that foundation. You've got that that fitness base. You've got the understanding of, um, and I think also having stability in their coaching staff, mm. um, and then knowing the game plan, knowing the way they want to play, the terminology used. I know that's the same with us, and and having Doc, and the more and more you get new players. It's it's a kind of like you've got to do a, a fast track of teaching them so they get up to scratch with where everyone else is at. So when yep. you don't have a big new number of um, players joining your squad, I think that fast track process happens quite organically and quite naturally because there's only a couple. Whereas when you've got more to deal with, I think it, it just gets harder in a way. Hmm. So I think with Brisbane and Melbourne, you can see that they've been together for a few years now. They've built a really good foundation, and and again, similarly to us, when we lost in 2021 um, against Brisbane, you know we were there, we got there, and again Brisbane that day um, were the better side and beat us on the day, um, but that gave us that fuel and that fire to 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 come back, you know, earlier this year in in season six and 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 win it and get that ultimate prize and success. And I think Melbourne has that hunger and has that fire, and I think also Brisbane do too from from missing out on 2022's um, grand final. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good showdown this weekend. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, We heard the doc at
2: three-quarter time uh, live during the game and he said uh, the instruction was to throw caution to the wind. You had a crack. You came up short. Uh, What was the message post-game and have you done a review on the game yet?
5: Um, Post-game, I mean, doc, Doc spoke on behalf of the club and, and and himself and just how proud he is of us and and how hard this season or this year really so two mm. seasons has been um, and that we can't take away that you know we have had success um, and and we've done exceptionally well but um, we haven't had a team review we're having that tonight um, as a as a collective and then we've got some awards and events coming up this week and then we'll have exit exit meetings next week um, but again Doc kind of. You know, we spoke about it in post game. I think um, a little in this season seven. I think we were battling not just the opponents, but we were battling ourselves as well. Um, so I think it was a it was definitely a long year. It's been a tough year, and we've had a few girls that have been carrying a couple of niggles and knocks mm. the last couple of weeks. So we've had players that are our you know, when you're looking at it, our stars that are that that aren't running out there 100. That that obviously has an impact. Um, on on them and their ability as well but um, as a whole collective so I think uh, yeah we we weren't at our best but um, doesn't mean we can't get there again
2: yeah it's a weird year isn't it we're disappointed you lost the prelim final we've quickly forgot you actually won a flag this year (laughs) as well (laughs) (laughs) hey Mariana you you mentioned uh, exit meetings they'll get underway uh, shortly Uh, it's not enjoyable for all players Uh, where are you at are you keen to go on again
5: I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm definitely keen to go on again. So um, I guess we'll, it'll be a, we'll see where the club sits and, and you know, what, what they want to do and, and where they want to go next season. And we'll have those conversations and see, see where it lands.
3: and you have a long history in this short-lived AFLW. If Nicole Livingston rings you right now and says, I need your feedback, what have we done with Season 7 that we need to do in Season 8 or change? What would you tell her?
5: Well, I think the protocols need to change and um their their rulings and um yeah, I think that would probably be the first thing that I'd talk about. Um, but yeah, I think I think just just that I think for everyone, all footy clubs you can see it, personnel, staff, um, doing this season seven two in a two in the same year I think has been difficult for yeah, everyone yeah. and uh, I think a lot of people are struggling and need a break. So I think um, everyone's kind of looking forward to having some time off and time away because I feel like if you burn people out, you, you lose good people to the, to the great game that we have So and, and we don't want to do that. So that's, I think, something that we've got to make sure we do better.
2: Not that it helps you at the moment, but it, this game is in its infancy and uh, you are pioneers of the game and it is growing so quickly. Would you be pushing for 17-game season next year?
5: Um. Me personally, no. I, really? I don't think so. I think I'm I think I'm a I'm like a, I mean, it's hard. You look at like I just added it up previously and as a as a Crows team, we've played twenty five games this season wow. or this year, sorry, wow. in two mm, seasons. Yeah. So yeah. we've basically played a men's, you know, equivalent of how many games yeah. um, in terms of that. So if you're going from you you you're normally only playing twelve to thirteen games in a season and now you've jumped to twenty five Um, you can I mean I I think you could see it on Friday night but our players I mean we are tired we're drained we we've worked you know it's been tough Um, so I think I think I'm a a believer of gradually increasing it I think sometimes yeah maybe you do need to pull the trigger and go straight but even going from now 10 I would say maybe to go to 14 um, and then the following season go to the full 17 just so you kind of because you still gotta think about you've got four new expansion teams that have come in. Yes, they only had a shortened pre season and preparation, but even going into next year, I still feel like they need some time to kinda of have to you know, to get up to speed in a way. Yep, good Interesting. point. Interesting. Very good Interesting, point. Interesting
2: because we've I hope spoken Nicole to all, is is, is yeah, listening. Well we've spoken to a lot of different mm. players this year though, and most of them are very keen to get to the seventeen games
3: to get integrity, but I think has made a very good yeah. point here. We can't yeah. burn out people to get to that integrity either.
5: Hmm. And ma- I think the integrity piece is really important as well, yeah. but you, you have to be mindful of you've got 18-year-olds that are coming into well a football program, yeah, and they're well playing said. then 14 games.
3: Yeah, well said, particularly when you're not a professional league yet either.
2: Marianna, congratulations yep. on the, mm. the year. It has been a successful year. Uh, the club is a wonderful organisation. It's been the benchmark in the women's competition for a long time. We wish you all the very best with the debrief. I'm sure the doc won't be too hard on you all. Um, but you know where you have to improve next year, so we'll watch with interest.
5: Appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much.
2: Mariana Radcic there, Crows Defender. That's an interesting point of view, isn't it?
3: No, there's a lot to digest in that, but a lot of it makes good sense with like what Mariana has said. We all want the AFLW to be on a platform where we say there are 18 teams, they play 17 games, we get a top eight final series. Long term project, fine, but that's not hurt people along the way. And her point there about the 18 year olds who are still at schools trying to match. Their phase of life when they go from school to whatever they want to do next and also play AFLW is demanding.
2: And they're still working as well Absolutely. because they're not full-time. And but don't then get to go be, full-time training. There'll be the though. argument that Sanford people have been doing that for
3: years and years. Yeah, but they've had 140 years of doing it. No,
2: I, I fully understand, Roach. It was an interesting mm. point of view. All righty, guess what's coming up next, Roach?
3: Oh, we got to do
2: beat the boys. Beat the Are boys! We? You got your pants really? pulled down last week, Roach. Last yes. Thursday, you were smashed. Oh no, you won! <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Yeah, you Thanks won. For remembering, <laughs> Baby, you won. It's the time before
3: you <laughs> uh, got smashed, and uh, you're and you're ripe for the picking today, <laughs> aren't you? You've done it again over the weekend. Oh
2: well, I had the nephews' buck show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had well, to be yeah. there to keep an eye on them. I'm on, on the Roach. buzzer then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Beat the boys <laughs> is coming up. If you want to be a part of it, ring now one 736 Your chance to win thousand dollars worth of. Free fuel, All thanks to Hyundai. Uh, don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock. Now, it's simple. Take on me or take on the route. Best of three questions. You can win a $1,000 worth of free fuel. Beat the boys. Coming up next.
1: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive.
0: You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 353,
2: we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Hyundai and Balfour, just a reminder. Coming up at 4 o'clock, new West Adelaide senior coach, Adam Hartlett. uh, Jordan Cornelis, uh, SEN World Cup commentator, will join us at 4.30. And Nat Hurst, coach of the Adelaide Lightning, had their first win on Saturday night, Roots. They're up and away. Looking forward to chatting to Natty. That's at around 45, 4.45. Stack of text coming through Roach before we get to beat the boys. Uh, this one says, when the French herd Boyle was out, they didn't even Google his name to see who he was. That's from Jock.
3: Oh, well, if they want yeah. to be that arrogant about it, well, they might pay a price on Wednesday morning.
2: And this one says, I hope that point of view is remembered when we... Ha- oh, this is what uh, Mariana had to Great say. Great interview. I hope that point of view is remembered when we have the annual demand for greater salaries in the AFLW. That's from Damien. That's uh, fair enough. Step by step. Uh, Mariana versus Michelangelo Rucci over sixty long metres. Yeah, just back Mariana there. This is from Brett. He says, "Afternoon Kimba and Rich. I hope Leanne is well and whistling away. Oh, that's your little Rosella." The Rosella. Yes, named in...
3: after your sister. Yeah, um, how do you b- want b- her to make a guest appearance on this show? Oh, not if she fan. does well at breakfast, does she? Oh. Superb. No,
2: well, she came in the studio when you first purchased her. To bring her back. uh, No, she pooped everywhere. Uh, How good (laughs) are the strikers' women? Congratulations to Haynes on a a sterling career, but sorry the strikers' women had a game to win and hopefully beat the Sixers in the final. Go, you super striker women. Good Good on your bready boy. All righty. Time now to do beat the boys. This is a pretty simple concept. There's three questions, it's a best of three. The contestant. Gets to choose whether they want to take on Root or myself. And it's for $1,000 worth of free fuel, all thanks to Hyundai. And
3: history says you're not good after a long weekend.
2: Oh, well, one go. You're the
3: Geelong of this show. <laughs> not good go. after a break. You just you just don't want to oh, bat I'm happy to up again.
2: Uh, we got Johnny go. from Littlehampton. Hello, John. Hello. Hi, John. Yeah, would you like a $1,000 worth of free fuel?
6: Oh,
3: I'd love it. We all would.
2: Well, there's only... Uh, Four four Mm -hmm. contestants have qualified so far. So if you get through, you've got a one-in-five chance of winning. And uh, we're off tomorrow. We're back Wednesday, Thursday. Then we've got Monday, Tuesday, Ridge. Then we're on leave. So there's only – yeah, you've got a good chance. Who would you like to take on, Johnny?
5: I reckon I'll take you on, Kim. Oh, here we go again.
3: You know, I have have a winning
2: record, you know. No, you don't. As opposed to the route. No, you don't. You've lost. Well, I've lost, but I have a winning record.
3: Oh, okay. Thank you. here. All right.
2: Now, explain the rules with the names, Roach.
3: Now, gentlemen, I shall read the question. To answer, you must first hit your buzzer, which is your name. So it's Kimbo and John. Gentlemen, are you ready? Ready. Test your buzzer, John. Yes. John. Well done. Got question one. one. No, I know yours okay. is going. Who did the Adelaide Strikers beat yesterday to make the WBBL
6: John. Finals? Go, John. Uh,
3: Sydney Thunder. Well done. 1-0, John.
2: I just read it out then and had a brain fade. <laughs> no. See, I thought you were just being kind. No, I genuinely had a brain fade. Oh, it was a big I, weekend. Sitting, oh, It says here, Kim Dillon's Buck Show. It was not my Buck Show. It was um, my
3: nephew's. John, you've made a good choice here. I only read that out 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. And for the game, John, who do the 36ers play on Thursday night? Oh, fair dinkum, John! John, (laughs) for the game,
7: Uh, the Perth Wildcats.
3: Congratulations, John! Two zip.
7: He didn't even get
3: off the line.
2: Enough noise! Enough noise! Uh, I was reading about (laughs) that 35 minutes ago. (laughs) Hey, good on you, John! Well done, John! No. uh, Thanks, boys. You, you picked the right person to take on today. <laughs> no, we're happy for you to get through. Absolutely. I'm doing it for the team. Not.
3: Well a competitive man like you would not be enjoying this moment. Uh,
2: no, no. It's just a little bit of fun. It must it?
3: have been some weekend. Uh, fair dinkum. I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> no, I just read that The out. question ones are gone. <laughs> well what done, John.
2: Well done, Johnny. What was what question three been? out of interest?
3: Question three. Just quickly. Travis Head. Yep. In the one-day international against England at Adelaide Oval, he scored...
2: That's a stupid question, that is. That Sammy bends away. That's, yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, he made... What did a, he score? No, he made 50 or 60. 69. Well, you've got to get the exact amount. Exactly. Fair ding, I'm glad we didn't go to a tiebreaker. All righty-o. Alrighty. Uh Rich, stagger text coming through before we go to the 4 o'clock news, and then we'll have a chat to Adam Hartlett, new coach of West Adelaide. Mm. Hammer's brother. Yes, Maybe. wonder if he gets sick of hearing that. Um, here's a text. I always bag port for saying the port way. Yes. Come on, don't saying the crows way. It means nothing. Oh, I did notice that. Everyone's got a Marianna way. Marianna said that. I don't
3: mind it. Oh, oh, everyone no, has their style. No, I don't like it either.
2: Uh, no name on that one. I, I agree with you. It just sounds, oh, can I use that word?
3: Yeah, it sounds. Kim, everyone, everyone has something about the way they want to go about their footy.
2: Mm, don't like it um, Hi Roach and Kimbo What's the story going around that you may Coach Norwood And Roach is your mentor <laughs> Who sent that? Any truth in this? Absolutely not I would not have Roach as part of my coaching panel Why would I be coaching Norwood? Where's that come from? i got no idea
3: And what sport are we doing this? Um,
2: Many that, Norwoods that, that, that is an interesting one uh here's one Rouge. Boys, now that the poor man's soda is leaving, this is Chomper's Hayes, he's gone, hasn't that's,
3: he? That's uncalled for.
2: Well that's that's a um that's a compliment, isn't it?
3: Andrew Hayes is a star in his own galaxy. He doesn't need to be called the Poor Man Soda. No,
2: but he's Soda has a lot more experience. I accept that. Yeah, I think it's a compliment. Okay. Um, I'm taking it that way. I'm on a backhander. Now the Poor Man Soda is leaving. When will SEN be announcing the new breakfast show? Will we see Kimbo and the Ruchi
3: in the mornings? How are we going with that negotiation?
2: Well, Ruchi, you're the one that stuffed that up. Did I? Yeah. More money. Um, mm. Even if I was getting paid, <laughs> like this is interesting. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I've had another brain, uh, another brain yeah. fade here. Um, so, how
3: much would it take to get you over the line to do breakfast?
2: No, I, I don't think there'd be a figure. <laughs> there may be, but I. But I there's don't... a
3: figure to work with, me.
2: David Beckham, I was thinking. Oh. Even well, David
3: Beckham's in a bit of trouble this week too.
2: Well, he's getting about twenty-seven million to be the face of the World Cup. Mm. Twenty-seven yes. million would probably get me up at four twenty again. Uh, there is going to be an announcement to that. Uh, January. We, we don't think it's it a will January. Being in January, yes. Oh, right for um, legal purposes.
3: I don't know. All I know is that when we did the launch at the National Wine Centre uh, week and a bit ago, yeah. Hutchie made it well known that January was going to be the big launch yeah. of SEn's twenty twenty three lineup.
2: Uh, everyone will be happy. We know who it is. You'll be happy. I yes. think most people will be happy. Uh, Norwood, got to go to the news. Norwood, Sandford Football Club, apparently, Kimbo. And why not Roach
3: as your mentor? mentor? Well, I
2: spend five days a week with him now. I don't want to spend my weekends.
3: Well, what's that mean? We've got a premiership coach at Norwood. That's that's being a bit mischievous, that is. Hmm. Um, I'm not going through this again. No, no name on that. Mr one. Rawlings is quite happy
2: here. That yeah, He loves it here. We yes. had it on. All right, four o'clock uh, news coming up, and then we'll be having
1: a chat to Adam Hartlett.
2: Three minutes past four, Kimba on the Rich with you. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfors are for the game. We love their support. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Now, we keep getting these text messages about... Uh uh, whether we're applying to coach the Norwood Football Club. Now What, what is know? that
3: all about? I have
2: no idea. But what I can tell you, following our show at 5 o'clock, Roots, will be Sports Day with Kane Corns and Jared Healy. New Sports Day. Yes, and then there'll be Sports Day SA between 6 and 7. And Jade Rawlings is co-hosting. So whoever's sending those texts to us, maybe you could text through to Jade.
3: Well, he's not starting a radio career, is
2: he? Oh, I'm not sure, Rich. I couldn't answer that. I know our next guest is not because he's accepted the role as the senior coach of the West Adelaide Football Club. Adam Hartler joins us now. Adam, thanks for your time.
7: No, my pleasure, boys. Oh, How are you going?
2: Yeah, we're good. We're normally having a chin wag with your brother, so it's good to speak to someone with a bit of common sense. <laughs>
7: That's all right. He's probably still celebrating his... Uh He's uh his pretty impressive achievement on last Friday on the golf course. What he, did he do? Uh, he aced a, he aced a par four.
2: Really? How many meters? Ooh.
7: It was two sixty. It was a little dog leg to the left and we didn't actually um we didn't actually see it go in until about uh Oh, we didn't realise until about ten minutes after looking for it, and I just I said to him, "Mate, why don't you just go check the cup? Because you would have been up <laughs> around the mark, the green, and it was sitting in the bottom of the cup." So, Fair yeah, pretty cool. He would pretty have, cool moment. He yeah. would have been
2: up and about. Now you start pre-season this week, <laughs> is that right?
7: Ah, uh, yeah, we're a week in already, boys. So, hmm. um, yeah, started last Tuesday out at the Uni Loop. Um, got the boys running around there, and then we've had uh, sessions Thursday and Saturday since.
3: So the serious question is, how many do you have? Because we've looked at the outs on the West Adelaide <laughs> list, and we're beginning to think, well, you're not going to need a double decker bus for pre-season training, are no. you? For
2: fourteen
7: outs <laughs> actually. Oh, out, exactly. 14, yeah. 14 yeah, out got...
2: and four in. That's what we've got. Fill in the missing pieces. Yeah,
7: yeah. So we've got uh, we've got a fair few of our uh, 18s coming up. Mm. Um, into the system. So we've got 22 out of under-18s that'll come up. That's including blokes like um, uh, Harry Barnett and and Tom Scully and and Harry Lemmy, those boys, um, who, you know, we, we won't have... I suppose over no. uh, the next couple of no, weeks. But no. uh we've got we've got seventy four on the list at the moment and we're hoping to adding add, in, add a, two or three more um after the draft next week.
2: Well it's been lean times for the Bloods. We're all aware of that. Tell us how you're going to turn it around. You do have four new recruits. Take us through those, Adam.
7: Yep, yep. So uh Reese Nichols has come off um Gold Coast's list. He's a half backer who um spent a couple of years up there. He relocated um a week and a half ago and uh, a ripping fella, um, Sam Frost, uh, has come out of uh, uh, the GWS Academy system, um, and, and he's been fantastic for us. He's got a lot of leadership qualities. He's only a young fella himself, but um, he's trained the house down his first week here. Um, Billy Glanville uh, is is another young fella out of the ovens and Murray League who... Um, who yeah did really well playing as uh, inside mid. He led the competition up there in contested ball and uh, won his club's uh, best and fairest. And we've got a couple couple of other guys. Um,
2: Ned Stevens. That,
7: yeah yeah yeah. So Ned Stevens is the other one that that we've signed out of the NTFL. He's, he's brother of uh, Joel Stevens who. Um, who came second in our best and fairest this year um he's a bit bigger than than joel he's 197 and uh, plays a bit of forward forward ruck. so we've got a few other lads f- locally who uh, have come out to, to train on as well who um you know they've been impressive as well and um yeah i'm just really excited by the group that we've got already and yeah as i said looking to add a couple over the next week or so
3: so adam let's turn the spotlight towards you we've all read your wonderful reviews of your playing career, so we won't go over that. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but when did the coaching bug hit, and when did you know you wanted to be a senior coach?
7: Yeah, yeah, sure. I actually remember vividly um, walking off uh, the ground here at Richmond Oval one night, um, uh, speaking to Andy Collins, who's a great mentor of mine now and was my senior coach when I was playing here, and we were just talking footage generally and. Um, And he said, you know what, mate, you're going to make a great coach one day. And at the time, I was more worried about, you know, us winning games of footy and getting the kick myself. And, um, you know, the longer I I sort of played and and stayed at West Adelaide and in the SANFL system, I had a lot of younger guys, you know, out of the under-18s or new guys to the club sort of coming to me for advice. And um, and it wasn't until then that I sort of thought, well... um, you know, I've been kicking a footy since I was five years old, you know, and this is um, what I love and um, I feel like I've got a fair hand on, on what's going on yeah. um, within the footy club and how it should be played and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it wasn't towards the latter end of my career at Westies that I thought, yeah, it's something I'm certainly interested in pursuing.
3: Now, you haven't been short of advice for people in footy. Now, how... How do you see it now that you're in the coach's chair? Has anything you know flowed back to you think oh now I understand it is a little different in this role
7: <laughs> yeah i am actually um uh, i'm i going through not an issue at the moment but just trying to get the balance of um you know the professionalism yeah. and the that aspect and and having fun and and um, at the moment, we've got uh, schoolies coming up this week and I've got, you know, all these young guys that are new mm-hmm. to the program that want to go mm-hmm. and get on the cans for a few days and I'm sort of weighing up and I remember and reflect on my time as a player and, and <laughs> I I remember training first and then going down to, to schoolies after that and that sort of stuff and, um, yeah, look, these are little hurdles that I'm going to have to... Um, across, I suppose um, as this is a new role to me and, and and i'm you know I'm going to make mistakes along the way, but uh yeah it's as I said it's something that you know I've wanted to do now for um you know five or six years and um you know gained great experience you know working under gotchi and, and mark stone at Glenelg as well, and then you know coaching up in Mildura before that um yeah i I didn't expect it to come around this quickly, being a senior coach of a state league team, but uh, yeah, I'm just so happy.
2: Well, Adam, don't get too ruthless. You can't deny them schoolies. Just put in a couple of extra <laughs> sessions into them beforehand. Hey, what about support for you, though? And given that you are new to the role, uh, have you got some new assistants or right-hand men or women?
7: Yeah, look, uh, uh, a good mate of mine and and uh, mm. uh, ex-teammate um, at West Adelaide, uh, Ryan Anderson, he's uh, come up as my senior assistant, and uh, he's coached our reserves team here for the last couple of seasons and taken them to, uh, to finals, uh, which is great. So he's going to come up and be my senior assistant. Um, Shane Baldock, who's been around local football for years and years, he, uh, he was the, the midfield coach of uh, Under-18's program two seasons ago and was the midfield coach in our reserve system this year. And it's just a fantastic footy mind. Uh, very experienced and um, was a great mentor for me this year. He's going to um, step in as uh, my midfield coach and um, Jack Horan, who was actually my assistant coach um, in our 2015 premiership year. Uh, another great football mind and um, it has come on as an assistant coach as well. Um, and then we got Damon Head, who's been around the footy club for years, taking over the, the reserves coaching role this year. So yeah, I've, I've got... I've got a bunch of really passionate and excited coaches and, and very driven coaches and, and our, our playing group and myself, we're just so lucky to have them.
3: So the one name you do not mention in that list is Hamish
7: Hartlett, who's
3: put all his mm-hmm. time into Port Adelaide. How'd that discussion go between the brothers?
7: <laughs> oh, you know, she was a bit frosty for a really? couple of weeks there, yeah, uh, you know, Not really. I can't, uh, you <laughs> know, and, and I, you know, I reflect on, um, on, on West Adelaide and what, the football club means to me um, and, uh, you know, I just love the place and it's home for me. That's what Port is to Hamish. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, he spent 13 years of his life, you know, um, committing himself to that football club and, um, you know, obviously it would have been nice to uh, to have my brother and, um, you know, our reigning Best and fairest winner um, mm. stay on at the club, but uh, I t- completely understand, you know, his decisions for, for for going back to Port, which is his home. Mm. Well, Adam, we
2: wish you all the best. We'll stay in touch right throughout the season. They ask we'll a sit- supplementary question. Well, you can,
3: Roach. Adam, <laughs> what are you going to do with your players and their Twitter accounts?
7: Um, <laughs> as long as they're not overstepping the mark, mate. I uh, I've got too bothered by. By what they do uh, in terms of their social media, um, I might have to be a bit quieter on there, though, Roach. What do you reckon? You might, Roach
2: you can't not explain. Oh, Adam. Adam's been
3: famous on social Has media. He really? oh, I just fear for some of his players looking back into the history of his Twitter account and saying, "No, erase it all, Adam. Get mm. off it. Get off yeah, it. You can't no, be on it." I might Adam, yes. we'll yeah. chat to you right a throughout of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, definitely.
2: <laughs> now that makes yeah. sense. Good on you, Adam. We look forward to chatting to you right throughout the season. Thanks, gents. Of course, you're not on Twitter, are you, Kim? No, I'm oh, not. Oh, you have missed out on Adam Hartlett's Twitter account. I've probably missed out on a lot of things, and I've missed out on a lot of things I probably don't want to oh, hear, Oh, no, Rich. his was gold. I've got to read this. I haven't checked this. Sorry, Santa, <laughs> but no one delivers like Harry Dog. Visit ICanWin.com.au to have Harry Dog deliver the liquor for your Christmas party. Well, yep, it is we'll that use time them of the year. to
3: get some beer to Scott Lycett,
2: remember? Uh, Rich, We're getting the weirdest texts coming through at the moment. About Norwood? I I reckon someone's on the cans. Yeah, Norwood, me, everything. You. uh, We'll get to those after the
1: break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive.
0: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the the
3: Roots.
2: 419, Jordan Canellis to talk about the World Cup after 430. Nat Hurst at around 445, Adelaide Lightning coach, and more of your techs. And there's some weird ones coming through today. What did people get up to on the weekend? You can talk. 0427 154 This one says, Kimbo, rather than Norwood, I thought you would be heading down to Nalunga with Mike Dobbin. That's from Matt in Brisbane. Now, speaking of Mike Dobbin and McGain Real Estate, because he's a great South Adelaide supporter, Rooch. Let's have a look at their properties. Uh, They were busy on the weekend. How many opens did they have?
3: 33.
2: uh, 33. Uh, How many groups of buyers went through? 300. And 97. That is staggering, isn't it? And how many offers were made on the 33 properties? Get
3: ready to be staggered again. 123.
2: Now, this surprises me. How many sold? 17. Okay, so we've got people holding off for a little bit more. Uh, A bit of argy-bargy. Yeah, you'd think with nearly 400 people going through 33 homes, they'll get their price. Uh, That's why... Everywhere you go, there is a sign popping up saying "Sold by McGain again." Any news with Mr. Dobbin, uh, Dobbo? Any news? Um, I spoke to him on the weekend. Uh, news yeah. in regards to
3: well, any worldwide purchases he might be making?
2: No, no. I'm uh, I'm heading up on holidays in a couple of weeks to uh, Hamilton Island.
3: Well, it's a crowded island yeah, at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there, I think. He's up there working. Uh, yeah. Here we go. What else have we got here, Rich, before right. we go to a break? Uh, Ethel from Ethelden says... i be uh, happy to get to Kangaroo Island. Uh, well, you can, Rich. Put your hand in your pocket or swim. Um, <laughs> Neither I'll, happens. Ethel from Ethelden says she'd like me to do brekkie radio. Sorry, Ethel. Oh, and the other one is... well, Apparently, I'm getting a statue in Port Augusta, and goodness knows why, Rich. I'll get to that text a little bit later.
1: <laughs> Kimba and
2: Roach with you. 426. Uh, the run home, thanks to Balfours. No matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game. We absolutely love them, as we do with Hyundai Roach. The techs are coming through thick and fast. Now we just had a chat to New West Adelaide coach Adam Hartlett. This one says, "Hi, Kim and Roach. If Adam Hartlett fired up a couple of social media burner accounts, he would be half a dozen burner accounts behind the Roach."
3: No. Now that's not Mario Roach. No, Rooch. no, no. But you it's do use hard it enough. Keep up with one social media
2: account, Ruchi. You do use about six phones, though.
3: Oh yeah, I've got a business phone, a personal phone, the farm phone, special phone for mum, so she can get to me whenever no. she needs me.
2: I think you're on, you're on the run, uh, Mister. <laughs> is oh, Mister. Ruchi. She should be hard to catch. Oh, here we go, Mister. Ruchi and Dylan. Well, well, come Ooh. on, it could be Ooh. Kimbo. Mm. Who's this from, Daniel? Um, do you know when the AFL are going to release the 2023 fixture? It's usually released in October. I know Magic Ground put it behind. All yeah, well, we can say.
3: I think they'll wait till the AFLW Grand Finals out of the way so they get some yep. clear space clear for air. that. Yep.
2: Um, but yes, we'll be on top of it when it happens. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, how good would Rucci look in red socks and blue jocks? That is Mario. Come Ah, on, Mario. Hey, Rich, I want to do something sensible. Um, Mm. This has just happened. You're normally the newsbreaker, but uh, it was only a couple of hours ago. Brisbane CEO Greg Swan Mm. is not happy about some of the commentary coming out of Victoria regarding Brisbane getting the grand final at their new Springfield base.
3: So there are a couple of issues here. It's readiness, particularly with the turf Mm. being put down, what is it, about six weeks ago? Six weeks. Michael Voss Oval, six Mm. weeks, been approved by two independent parties. Right. And capacity?
2: 8,000 people. He goes on to say here, Mm -hmm. the AFL's decision to rubber stamp the line's new $80 million facility for the decider was labelled as utterly ridiculous and the venue as a glorified training ground by pundits in Victoria. He says, To be honest, I'm a little peeved at the commentary, mainly coming out of Melbourne that this is just a training ground. It's actually a purpose-built AFLW ground. It's a stadium. It's got grandstands. We've got open air here because of our weather. I've been lucky enough to go around the world and look at other facilities. This is world-class. It's not only the best place in Australia. I've been to NFL teams, New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles. It's every bit as good as those facilities. Now there's a bit of work that has to be done, Roach, but they've got a week to do it. The venue still needs work before the GF with the scoreboard. That's fairly
3: important. Yeah, uh, well you can you can bring money in. Yeah. Well, they've been doing that at Alberton where they didn't have a scoreboard because they're redeveloping Alberton. That, that's not a major issue.
2: Interchange benches. Oh,
3: no, that is important.
2: Well, you can just sit on a few stools, can't you, Roach? Uh, <laughs> signage and marquees all to be put in place for the expected crowd yeah, of okay. around 8,000.
3: Okay. Look, they but, deserve to have a grand final on a home deck after playing them at Metricon, after playing them at Adelaide Oval, even though they qualified as the second-ranked team for that one. Yep. It's about time they got one on their home decks. So well, he goes on I'm to say uh,
2: we've got the best venue in Australia for AFLW now. Every AFLW grand final has featured Brisbane or Adelaide in it. We're not all from Melbourne, so I'm sure why you have to, not sure why you have to lock in a venue in Melbourne. And in closing, yeah. he says uh, the message is uh, come up and have a look before you start throwing rocks at our stadium. Yeah,
3: so try, six try weeks of, for So six one. weeks of turf is okay, is that it? Two two,
2: experts. Yeah, the AFL's ticked it off. It's had two independent uh, assessments. So, yep, all good to go. Right.
1: Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all wheel drive.
0: You're listening to the run home with Kimbo and the roots.
1: 4:34
2: 4:34 on a Monday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo where we say, Hey, don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. It's an absolute ripper. We're live and interactive. 0427-154-166. If you want to send a text, and there's been some weird and wacky ones today. Someone that's not weird and wacky, but we will be covering all the SEN World Cup is commentator Jordan Canellis. And Jordan joins us now. Jordan, appreciate your time. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Roosh. How are we? Yeah, probably not as excited as you. You are living the dream. Uh, <laughs> did it come up to expectations, the opening match and all the
6: celebrations and activities? Um, yeah, look, I was, I was pretty happy with that. As an opening game of the, uh, of the tournament, I was content. I think it was, it was decent. Look, Qatar, the host nation, didn't play uh, the best football. It wasn't the most, uh, the most exciting football that they put on. But Ecuador provided the show. Um, two great goals from their captain and a Valencia to get the tournament underway. The opening ceremony beforehand in, in the hour leading up. Opening ceremonies are, are much of a muchness. I think the, only yeah. the uh, the Olympics really do opening ceremonies well. Um, so it's just kind of there as a, as a bit of fo- uh, formality and just a you know nice little light lead-in. So, um, but as far as the game went, yeah, it's okay. The, the game was the game was pretty good. We'll get more exciting games from the tournament, but. But I was as an opening game. Yeah, I thought it was it was decent.
2: Well, I tell you, who's been marked very harshly with all the texts that have been coming through has been Morgan Freeman's performance. What did you think of that?
6: I only saw little bits and pieces of it. Um, we, were, we were sort of doing our prep before the game, but I did see it. It was didn't look. I don't know. It didn't look uh, too sort of flash. And I heard. I read some of the his, his lines from the from his script, and it was a bit. I don't know it's a little bit odd, but mm. yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think uh, I think the critics maybe. Uh, On the I don't know. Yeah, I think
3: so. So, Jordan, are we at a World Cup that is about to have the agenda set by the footballers or are we still going to have all the external noise, the human right issues? How how much does the football make itself become part of the show rather than be derailed by the other debates, which are all very valid. I'm not dismissing them, but when does the World Cup become the World
6: Cup? For sure, yeah. I I think... I think mostly around uh, around most of the world, I think people will just focus on the football. From what I was from what I was sort of hearing from um, experts in on different continents, most of the um, most of the, um, the the criticism around Qatar and, and the lead up and how they mm. got this World Cup, which as you said is is you know all fair and reasonable, but a lot of it's come from mainly Europe and also Australia as well. The yeah. other continents like like Africa and South America, they don't really they acknowledge it, but they don't really. Not focusing on it too much, and, and I think they're really just I mean particularly South America they're all very just focused on the football. Once the football starts and we're getting four games a day, so it's it's quite a um, it's quite a, a heavy load through the uh, through the group stages. It's going to be very much on the football. So it, all those issues will still be there, mm. um, but when the football starts and there's going to be that much to talk about, I, I think I think it's going to be football that will be the focus.
2: Yeah, I think our patriotism and national pride will kick in all around the world, Rich.
3: So game two has England against Iran mm. in a dry environment. What does that mean yeah. in the sense of whenever we've had England play, we also get the England fans as being part of the whole package. What's going to happen yeah. in this game?
6: That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I've sort of cheated on England. So a few weeks ago, um, I had them making the final. I thought they were going to be... Uh, a really good contender this year just because their 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 uh, path over the last four years has, has trended upwards. Um, but of late, so their most recent leading games, they've looked a little bit almost uncertain of themselves. Um, Gareth Southgate, the manager, looks a little uncertain of what his team will yeah, be because yeah. all of his players are in form. So there's, there's questions over who's going to start, what the formation's going to be. The injuries have hurt them as well. And then, yeah, and then playing in these conditions. So, the footage from the training session a couple of days ago was they were training during the day in in, uh, in you know near 30 degree heat. Um, their kickoff time tonight will be sort of mid afternoon, mid to late mm-hmm. afternoon in the car. So, it's going to be the last couple of hours of, of the afternoon heat. Hey, Jordan, um, and we, they didn't, really have, didn't handle the heat. So
2: we, we, we might get you to move around a bit if you can, or we'll just jump on one leg because, uh, yeah, you're just breaking out. Up a little bit, and have they, reach, have reach, the English.
3: Have the English sorted out the camels who are keeping them awake?
6: Repeat that, sorry.
3: Have the English sorted out the camels who are outside their hotel keeping them awake?
6: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's sabotage from Iran. Maybe they're the ones who have uh, put the camels parked out. All their camels the hotel. There. Right, okay. Yeah.
2: And shame on you, Roach, for implying that the England team needs their supporter base to be <laughs> fueled up to the eyeballs I've just I've lived to it, perform. Kim. I
3: have lived it.
2: They don't need grog
3: there. Well, they won't get Watch. it. They won't get it unless they're prepared yeah. to
2: pay big time. Hey, we, Jordan, we heard about the big story. I've just got the paper in my hands here. Crushing blow for the soccer ruse with Martin Boyle not mm. playing. But he was only a twenty percent chance to play anyway, wasn't he?
6: Yeah, yeah. He'd been battling that knee injury all week, um, and so there was. I mean, the the outlook from you know a few days prior was that he wasn't going to pull up. It was looking unlikely. But his his absence is going to be huge because I think I think he's probably the best uh, weapon that the Socceroos have in the final third. Mm. Um, his his sharpness and his his ability, his drive from the wing is he's um, one of the most sort of uh, positively aggressive players in that Socceroos team. So to lose him is, is going to be a huge blow to the Socceroos. We've still got wingers who can come in, so it probably guarantees a start now for Matthew Lecky um, and Awa Mabille will be on the other flank. But yeah, to lose him. It does hurt um, the strength of our starting 11 and then also affects the depth too. Marco Tilio comes in. He's a good young player, an exciting prospect for the future. But, yeah, it definitely damages our, uh, our, our, um, our starting 11 and, and how, how, um, how much chaos we can cause in the final third.
2: Jordan, you're one of our SEN experts. We're looking forward to your coverage. Can anyone win it outside of the top 10? For those that don't know the top 10, we've got Brazil, Argentina, France, Spain, Germany, Belgium, England, Netherlands, Denmark, Uruguay. Can anyone win it outside the top ten realistically?
6: Um, realistically, probably not. the The World Cup isn't really, as as much as we love an underdog and an underdog story, and we want to see the uh, you know the the, the middle tier teams rise up. Um, the World Cup traditionally hasn't really been won by an underdog team. Like you look at all the past World Cup winners, it's always been the giant teams. Sometimes you get. You know, uh, an underdog making the final, like mm. Croatia might have been classed as that last time, yep. and they might be they might be the one again this year that can that can have a deep run because they've still got a, a really good team that are at peak form. So if you want to pick someone, it might be them, um, but, um, but yeah, or maybe Denmark. I know Denmark's in the top ten, but they're mm. sort of on that fringe. Um, they could be a, 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 a smoky, but so which is the team the that's nation- most
3: likely to relive the miracle of Cameroon and? Give us a new star like they did in 1990. Senegal. Senegal?
6: Mm. Yeah, actually, that's, that's that's a pretty decent shout. I was thinking Senegal as well. Um, they haven't got Sadio Mane now, their star player. But the rest of their team is still pretty good. They're all playing for elite clubs. They're all elite talent. Yeah. Um, the rest of that Senegal team without Sadio Mane. So I think them. And the other one I, I like is Serbia. I think Serbia mm. are really underrated. I think they've got a good team. Um, uh they've got two fantastic strikers, Mitrovic and Vlahovic, who both play um, around the top five leagues in Europe. So I think Serbia... As far, I know they're European, so it's not as obscure, but but they are one of the lower-ranked European teams, so I think they'll be good. So
2: Serbia ranked 13 in the world, route and Senegal 15.
3: So if you've dismissed England on rethinking all this, Jordan, who have you got for the final if you had to put your line on two teams right now?
6: Well, I think... I think the winner will come from the. I'm anticipating the semi-final between Brazil and Argentina. Yep. They both top their group, um, then they'll, they'll be on track to meet in the semi-finals. And I think the winner of the World Cup will be from that from that semi-final. Yep. I've got Brazil as the overall winner, beating Portugal okay. in the final. Ooh, not France. Yeah.
3: Argentina, as everyone else seems to be Well, he would, have, he would have said that. Rich. I'm just asking. Why not? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, Argentina, I think Argentina's the team I want to win. Yep. If back, back into the story, um, I want them to win, and they, they are a genuine contender as well. Uh, but I don't know, I just feel like my head says Brazil. I think they've had a really good uh, run in with form, and, and their depth is really, really class. Okay. Well,
2: you are living the dream. We look forward to your coverage. Uh, SEN World Cup commentator Jordan Canellas. Jordan, thank you for your time today.
6: Thank you Kimbo, thank you Roach, appreciate
2: it Good luck, we'll be listening Hey Roach, I just want to do this really quickly Because we're talking about the World Cup Well another World Cup's been won and it's been won by Australia That was the Rugby League Men's World Cup The women did it as well Let's have a listen to this, this is Australia winning the Rugby League Men's World Cup
7: Here it is, Mitchell with it It started with a Mitchell try It'll finish with a Mitchell try. What a moment for the Kangaroos. What a way to top off the tournament.
2: Kangaroos.
3: Now Meninga again. Didn't know what I was going to get there, Roach. but uh, anyway, it captured the uh,
2: delivered. The, uh, the moment. Who are you tipping?
3: I'm going to go with Argentina to win the whole show.
2: Uh, now, who was on the other day? Last week someone tipped Argentina. Hmm.
3: I just hope Lionel Messi gets the dream ending.
2: Why, well, he's had a good life. Give it to someone else, Roach. Well, he hasn't won a World Cup.
3: So no England? No.
2: What about the drama? Was it 98 with David Beckham?
3: Red card against Argentina. And yeah. I was having a look during the break that Michael Owen, who was one of his teammates in the England side, still hasn't forgiven him for what happened when he had that moment with Diego Simone.
2: I, I may have this wrong, Roach, but I just re- that sticks in my mind for some reason. Well, it was like the off. Whole, the whole him. nation turned on him, though.
3: Yes, they made him public enemy number one, yeah, they did he at the time. went from yeah. being
2: the most popular man in England... Correct.
3: And a man who was still humble enough to avoid getting a free pass to go to Queen Elizabeth's uh, lying in state to actually line up with everyone else. That says something about him.
2: He's a man of the people. Good on him. And he may have won them all back by doing that, Roach. Hey, there was a time I threw out there, Senegal. I've just been reading a little bit of no, the no. form. And uh, and there was a time where Mexico could cause a lot of upsets yes. as well. So we'll watch with great and interest. We've got a couple of good weeks of uh, TV coming up.
3: No, Serbia is an interesting one to watch. I'm glad Jordan pointed that one out. They had a great qualifying series.
2: Hey, just a reminder, Roach, following us for the first time today. Oh, yes. Yes, he'll be in the studio very yes. shortly. Uh, Red Kane, carpet. Yeah, cane corns. Uh, Sports day. will be Jared Healy and Kane Corns from 5 to 6. That's the way it'll be all next year as well. Kano's back from America. Then from 6 to 7, tonight it'll be Paul Bonza and Jade Rawlings with Sports Day SA. All righty. We've got to go to a break. Uh, We're going to have a chat with Nat Hurst next. This is Kimbo and the Roach. Kimbo on the Reach with you live from Studio Lumo SA. The run home, thanks to Balfours. no matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game and our good friends at Hyundai. If you'd like to have a chat, there's still time. Well, there's not really. We're getting towards the end of the show. Ring us tomorrow. The number's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 because we're busy, Roach. We've been waiting three weeks to oh, do Oh, come this. on, let's
3: bring out the streamers. Where's the applause? Where's the band?
2: You're so disingenuous. You would never buy spend money to
3: buy streamers, Roach. I said... Where are they? I didn't say I was buying them. Where are exactly. they? Exactly.
2: All right. The Adelaide Lightning played their first home game. It was on Saturday night, and they snared their first victory of the season. They Superb. got up by 20 points over the Flames. And their coach, Natty Hurst, joins us now. Congratulations, Nat.
4: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will provide my own streamers
6: if we need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll get the celebration well, going.
2: We, we spoke about it last week. Uh, you haven't been in poor form. You've lost, I think it was four, five and four. Uh, you got the job done, 20 points. Were you happy?
4: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I always go into the change room and there's just one more thing, guys, and they're like, oh, Nat, roll their eyes at me. <laughs> but um, overall performance um, from the entire team, um, excellent Um improve things we need to improve um but you know the problem for the girls now is now i have a baseline for where they need to go from now so uh yeah we uh we'll keep chipping away
2: and we've got two home games coming up we'll get to those shortly i'll be the devil's advocate here i'll be the bad guy you were 20 points up just before half time were you not disappointed you couldn't build on that
4: um i mean you, you want to build um, but you know, I'm glad that, you know, Sydney came out. They they fought. Um, we didn't expect mm-hmm. them to lay down and, and let us, you know, double that and, and embarrass them and wipe them off the floor. So, you know, great great job to Sydney to, to fight it out. And I think it's a it's a great learning thing for us is how do you get a lead, how do you maintain a lead and, and all that kind of stuff. And we, we showed that we weren't able to maintain it, but when when we needed big shots, um a couple of our girls really came down for us and, you know, came down the stretch and hit those shots. So I, I, I see it as a as a, a learning thing. Um do we want to win by 40 and be jumping around and all that kind of stuff? Yes, that's great. But I also think whilst we're still building that these things aren't bad either.
3: Now, Nat, an old coach used to always say teams need emotional nourishment. So what do your players get out of a win other than just the premiership points?
4: Um, They get a lot of confidence. Um, They, they, they get a lot more belief in themselves. Um, They understand more what their teammates can do. They understand more what they can do. They understand how they contribute in different areas. So, uh, it was a massive learning curve for us, um, and it was just awesome to see them all smiling and happy in the change yeah, rooms after yeah. the game, and uh, it was not, not, not just one, two, three people. It was all 11 contributed to, to, to get that win, um, so even better feeling in the change room after the game.
3: And yourself, particularly when you told us last time you can get a bit narky with the losses, what, what's it bringing out of you?
4: Do, you know what to be honest with you I've slept for two days so maybe <laughs> i had <a> bit of, <laughs> I may have had a bit of stress stress inside that once we got that wind that my body's just gone ah so yeah to be honest I've, I've slept um, I've literally just got out of bed a couple of hours ago um so I think just a bit of relief um, a belief in knowing that yeah. we're, oh, we're headed in the right direction I'm leading these girls in the right way and uh, yeah it's uh it's nice to have something like I keep saying to build on and, and we know that we're we're doing something right, and we just need to make sure
2: we keep chipping away. Okay. So you're three-and-a-half-year-old, a, a month-old, just got up and fed herself the last yeah. couple of days? So.
4: Oh, yeah, her. Oh. Uh, no. her. <laughs> uh, and then, I'm lucky I've got a lot of support. Yeah.
3: Now, Nat, now that you can compare win and loss, I can ask you this question. True or false, you mm-hmm. learn more from a loss than you do from a win?
2: Hard. True,
4: but you learn a lot from a win as well. Okay. Yes.
2: How was Steffi Talbot? Uh, I see she had 24 minutes. They had that little injury scare last week.
4: Oh, look, I think Steffi told me a couple of fibs about how well she was Mm. actually feeling before the game. Um, But, you know, she's the ultimate competitor. She wants to be out there with the girls. Um, If it's a little niggle, she'll go. Um, But, again, we kind of wrapped her in a little bit of cotton wool on the weekend and and got out of her what we needed. But Willoughby from Sydney, been averaging 23 points. Steph had her at one of 14. Um, for the game, so we didn 't need to keep her out there. she did her job, she led the team um, and yeah, it's great to be able to play her less minutes now when we can you know keep ramping them up as the season goes and not not blow her out too early.
3: Now I never trust anything that's on the internet anymore, but do you really have a nine day break to your next game?
4: Yeah, we play next Wednesday at home, um, so the girls they got a couple of days off, so I think they are uh, loving that. Um, play next Wednesday and then next Saturday. So a big week next week. Oh, um, so it was really good to go into the break with this win and, and we'll come back and, uh, yeah, on a high instead of, you know, you're sitting here, wait, you know, with another loss and, and wanting the next game. So it came at a great time. I think the breaks come at a great time too. And, uh, yeah get the girls feeling a little bit fresher coming into next week. and okay. that will
2: certainly help Steph then by the sound of it. so you've got two home games as you mentioned Wednesday the thirtieth you take on the UC capitals, Saturday the third, another home game against a south side, so you're well poised to go back to back and uh, um well the capitals yet to have a win this season.
4: yeah, look uh, we're we're just focused one game at a time. Um, you know, Caps are down on numbers, but they fought Melbourne for the most part of yesterday they they end up getting blown out, but they show some heart that they fight. You know, Christenbeel has them, has them, them fighting and, and and just really competing. So uh, we can't just look at that win as a at, sorry that game as a win. Um, we need to make sure we're focused to get that job done. And then then our focus turns really quickly to Flyers and we want to get that one back that we thought we could have yeah. got in round one. Mm-hmm. So big week next week, um, and we're just so happy to be at home. Um, for those that were there, the the game day experience I thought was amazing. What Flickr Group mm-hmm. have done for us. This season, so yeah, we hope to get get more numbers out. But the crowd was amazing on the weekend.
3: Now, if we were the fly on the wall when you came in and said one more thing, would the <laughs> one more thing be about defending on turnovers?
4: Turnovers. Look, you guys know exactly what you're talking about. It was the turnovers. <laughs> um Look, we want to play an upstyle kind of game. Um, I expect some. I expect them to play loose, but I thought maybe just a little bit loose with the 23 turnovers. So you know, we. We halve that and, and it's probably yeah. more of a 35-point game. So, again, it's, it's a negative thing, but we can look at it in, in a positive way. Oh,
3: well, if you need a couple of assistant coaches, Kim and I are free soon. No, i spend spent enough time <laughs> with <him. laughs> it's, it's one or the other.
2: I'll, I'll, just... uh, I'll keep it in mind, fellas. We'll, we'll do it on uh... rotation then. <laughs> we, we wouldn't do it to you, Daddy. We would not do it to you. Well, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't. Hey, congratulations. You're in the hunt now. You're up and about. You've been in pretty good form. Uh, let's hope we get some big crowds there on Wednesday the 30th when you take on the Capitals and on Saturday the 3rd when you take on Southside. Congratulations. Get up and do something. You've had too much sleep.
0: No,
2: <laughs> I'm, you I'm it. About You've heard it. I, I promise.
4: I promise. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Good on I'm you, on on you that.
2: Nat. Uh, so they get themselves in a position, Roach, for a little bit of a foundation. No one wants a, um, a zip three start. Uh, that's what they had, even though they've been playing pretty well. But um, as I said, that next game should be a W against the Capitals. You never know. know. And then maybe a little bit of revenge against Southside. And before you know it, they're at... um, Three and three. Three and three. Good. How good's my math? Hey, Roots, that uh, wraps it up for today. We're not in tomorrow, as we mentioned earlier. That's because of game three, Australia taking on England in the one-day international. We've been in rare form. It'll be live from the MCG. A dead rubber, but I think there's still a lot to be excited oh, nothing about. nothing
3: like a whitewash against England in any sport,
2: Kim. Well, just to see if we can continue the good form. And will form. they get a crowd? And Steve Smith as well. There's it was interesting. Loop. We heard it earlier, what Simon O'Donnell had to say. He has reinvented himself, so hopefully that continues. Have a uh, great evening. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Good night, everyone. Hooray.